Well, welcome to Raider Church. My name is Clayton Walker, and I'm the pastor here at Raider Church. So honored for you guys to join us tonight. So honored to have you parents here with us tonight and just get a glimpse, get a taste of Raider Church and what it's like each Tuesday night at nine o'clock here when we have this auditorium filled with college students. You know, this semester alone, we've seen around 50 students give their life to Jesus already in the first month. Isn't that incredible? And over... And since we've started, we've been going for about three and a half years now, we've seen over 500 students commit their life to Jesus. And so we're so excited about what God is doing on Texas Tech's campus and Lubbock Christian in South Plains and in Wayland. We have students from all colleges coming here. And so thank you for being here with us tonight just to get a, a glimpse of what Raider Church is and what your kids get to experience each Tuesday night. Well, when I was a kid, when I was growing up, my dad traveled about five or six months out of the year. He would leave on Mondays and he would come back on Fridays. And I'll never forget when we were younger, when I was a kid with my three brothers, when my dad would leave on Monday, we were so sad. We would go out and he had this truck and he was always getting in his truck and he was usually driving somewhere. He sold advertising for a phone book for the Yellow Pages. And so he would travel and go to different places and, and, and sell ads for, those, uh, for the Yellow Pages. And so we would go outside, all three, all four of us, we'd go outside and give him hugs and kisses and things like that. And then we would push his car away and then we, we'd watch it go down the street and we'd run behind it, you know, waving goodbye to our dad. And, and we missed our dad during the week. But at the same time, that week, we lived like my dad was out of town. Like we got away with a lot of stuff. We did a lot of things and we acted like my dad wasn't coming back on Friday, okay? Some of you college students, you've been living like your parents weren't gonna come here this weekend. And there's, there's been a, a day or a weekend of reckoning, okay? Well, that's what Friday was for me and my brothers, okay? Friday was like the day of reckoning, like it was the day where the fine was to be paid, okay, where the punishment was to be doled out for a week's worth of being disobedient and fights and, and all kinds of stuff. And so with, with Friday coming, like we were excited to see my dad again because we were going to wrestle and play and, and do all kinds of stuff, but we were also scared to death. Like our hearts were beating and pounding, like as we knew he was getting closer and closer to the house because it meant that night when he got home, the spankings were coming, okay? And we were scared to death. Now, some of us feel the exact same way about the thought or the idea of Jesus coming back one day, or at least some of us live the exact same way. Like if I were to ask you, what if Jesus was coming back tomorrow? How would that make you feel? I think some of us wouldn't care at all. Like it wouldn't bother us at all. We, we, don't, we don't really care. We don't really think about it. Jesus is coming back tomorrow. I'm not really sure that that's even true. So uh, I don't really care. Like I'm not really sure I believe in this whole Jesus thing and whether he really rose from the dead and he really is the son of God and, and he really is coming back one day. I'm not really sure I believe all that. So I don't, I don't really think about that. I don't live my life in light of the fact that Jesus may be coming back. So some of us don't care. Some of us, it scares us to death because we think it might be true that Jesus is who he said he is. And the idea of him coming back tomorrow scares you if you thought that, if you knew that. Like if you knew Jesus was coming back tomorrow, it scares you to think about that because you're not sure you're right with God. 
You're not sure because of the things that you've done in your life, the way that you've messed up, maybe yesterday or this past week or this past month or whatever, you're not sure because of the way that you've been living your life that that's too exciting to you to think about Jesus coming back. It's kind of scary. You're not sure what to think about that. And then there's others of us that are excited. The thought of Jesus coming back, if he were coming back tomorrow, like that's exciting to us. We get pumped up about that. And so there's all kinds of different responses to the thought, to the idea that Jesus is coming back tomorrow if he, if he was, like if you knew that to be true. You know, Jesus told his disciples that when they asked about when he was going to return, he said, no, no one knows those dates except for the Father. Basically, don't concern yourself about the days and the times because no one knows that. A lot of people like to act like they do. But Jesus told his disciples plainly in Acts chapter one, no one knows the day or the time except the Father. But at the same time, throughout the gospels and throughout Jesus' time with his disciples, he wanted them to think that he would come back any day. He wanted them to think that the time was soon. And the idea of that, the thought of that, can scare some of us could excite others of us. And some of us just like, ah, I don't really care. Doesn't matter. You know, I believe that Jesus will come back in my lifetime. I just believe that. I don't know the day or the time. No one does. I do believe that he'll come back in my lifetime. I believe that Jesus died. He rose again. He's the son of God. And I believe he's going to come back in our lifetime. I think the things that we're seeing now in our, our day and our time are, are, are telling us or showing us that the time is near, just like Jesus said it would be. But we also know that every generation of disciples, of followers of Jesus, are supposed to live like that and think like that. Jesus taught us to live like that and think like that. And so if Jesus were coming back tomorrow, I think a lot of us have different responses to that. And I wanna talk about each one. So the first one is this, is that some of us don't care. Some of us just don't care. We're not too sure about this whole Jesus thing. We don't really believe all that. And so we don't really care. We could care less. And we live our lives like we don't care. You know, I'll never forget when my kids, my sons were, I've got three kids, a 10-year-old Levi, an eight-year-old, or he's almost eight, Coben, and then my four-year-old daughter, Nixon. And when my two sons were younger, Nixon wasn't around at this time. I'll never forget, me and my wife were in the living room, and all of a sudden, we hear all this laughing and commotion going on in the kitchen, and we think, oh, that's cute. The boys are playing together. You know, they're having a good time together, and they just keep laughing, and we, and we hear, start to hear this banging and clanging and, like, all this stuff going on, and they're just having the time of their lives. We come around the corner. They have taken everything out of the trash can, and they're just throwing it around, and they're playing in the trash. There's food everywhere. Dr. Pepper, because y'all know, if you come here, you know I love Dr. Pepper, and so Dr. Pepper's, like, all over the cabinet. And, and all over the floors. And there's, because of the age they're at at this time, there's diapers and they're open and stuff has gotten everywhere. And so they're just, they're playing in the trash. It's disgusting. There's a mess everywhere. And they think it's hilarious. They are having the time of their lives. And we walk around the corner and see this and they look at us and they're just, they've got this panic on their face. Like, did you not think we were going to walk around the corner at some point today? or at some, I mean, did you not think that we would come around and see this mess? They just thought it was hilarious until we came around the corner and they panicked. They were acting like their parents weren't in the other room. They were acting like their parents didn't, weren't going to see what was going on. They were acting like their parents weren't going to enter into their world and see what they had been up to. 
You know, Jesus said a lot of us are living that exact same way. We're living like we don't care and we have no thought or idea that Jesus may be coming back one day. In fact, Jesus said this in Matthew 24, starting in verse 37. And if you don't have a Bible with you, if it's not in a translation, you understand very well. We've got free Bibles here. They're free. It's on us. You can also go to RaiderChurch.com on your phone and follow along with us. The verses and everything and notes are there for you. Just go to RaiderChurch.com and select sermon notes. But Jesus said this, Matthew 24, starting in verse 37, said, when the Son of Man returns, Jesus talking about himself, basically when I return, it will be like, watch this, in Noah's day. What was Noah's day like? Well, in those days before the flood, the people, watch this, were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered his boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. That is the way, watch what Jesus says, that's the way it's going to be when the Son of Man comes, like when Jesus comes. Jesus is saying, listen, it's going to be just like it was in Noah's day. No one thought about, no one thought that, or, or cared about what God thought about what they were doing and the decisions they were making and the way that they were living their life. No one cared about that because they didn't believe that God existed, or if he did, he didn't, they didn't believe that he cared about what they were doing. And when God spoke to Noah and Noah spoke to the people, they ignored him. And so Jesus says, listen, when I come back, it's going to be just like it was in Noah's day. There will be people living like they don't care that I'm coming back. There will be people living, living like I'm not coming back one day. And they will be totally caught off guard. Now, Jesus isn't saying there's something wrong with parties and banquets and weddings in and of themselves. Obviously, there's nothing wrong with those things in and of themselves. But the people in Noah's day, and Jesus is saying, there's going to be people in the day when he comes back. There's going to be people that are so consumed with what they want to do and their decisions and their name and their kingdom and their world. They're going to be so consumed with those things. Those things are going to rule them. Pleasure and comfort and sin are going to rule their life and they're not going to care one bit about what God thinks about it. And when Jesus comes back, he's saying, some people are gonna be caught really off guard. Just like the people were in Noah's day that were swept away by the flood. And so some of us are living like Jesus isn't coming back and we should care. We're living like we don't care. We're living like it's not happening. We're making decisions like he's not gonna come back. We're making decisions like God isn't watching or like he doesn't see everything we do. We're living like that. We're living like we don't care, but we should care. We should care. Secondly, some of us, some of us are scared to death. I mean, if you were honest, you would say the thought of Jesus coming back tomorrow, like if that were true, if he were coming back tomorrow, it would scare you to death. Because you think maybe Jesus is who he said he is. Maybe he is the son of God. Maybe he is gonna come back one day, like he said, like a thief in the night, totally unexpected. Maybe that is going to happen. And I'm not too sure I'm right with God. I'm not too sure I'm ready for that day. You know, a week and a half ago, I got a call from my wife. I was working and 
I was actually on the other line, and so she called, and I didn't answer. And so then I got a text from her and says, someone's breaking into our house. And so I hung up the phone. And I called her and I said, what, what's going on? Are, are, are you okay? You know, what's going on? She said, someone's coming in the house. I said, go get the gun. Okay, this is Texas, so we have guns. If you're not from here, um, we all have own guns. This is Texas. If you're watching online, it's Texas. We have guns. And so she goes to get the gun. And um, I tell her, I'm on the phone with her. And I'm like, and, and she's telling me, they're, they're trying to get in the front door. They're trying to get in. And I'm, I mean, we're, we're panicking. I'm like, go get the gun and then leave out the back. Like, go get in your car and just leave the house. And so I'm telling her these things on the phone and, and she gets in the car and she drives away. And I said, so, so you got away from the house? She's like, yeah. So she drives a couple of blocks away and, and I tell her, okay, I'm going to call the police. And she's like, wait, hold on. I'm like, what do you mean? Hold on. I'm calling the police. There's someone coming into our house. And in fact, as she was leaving, she heard the front door open. She says, hold on a second. Um, we just sold our house. The appraiser is supposed to come next Tuesday at 10 a.m. I said, are you sure? Like, you got the date. Like, you, you know it. We checked our calendars. Yes, it's, it was supposed to be the next Tuesday. And so I said, well, why don't you, before I call the police, why don't you text him and see where he's at right now? And so she texts the appraiser. And he's like, hey, I'm in your house right now. <sighs> okay. We can, we can relax, we can calm down. The guy showed up just because he had, because there was a lockbox thing on our door. He just showed up and walked right in. Like didn't tell her he was coming or anything like that. And so it scared her to death when this man just walked into our house. He nearly got shot, he's lucky. It's Texas, you don't just walk into someone's house without telling them, you just don't, you just don't do that, okay? So it scared her to death because she wasn't expecting him. And when he showed up and we weren't ready and she wasn't ready, it totally freaked her out. Some of us, the idea of Jesus coming back tomorrow, like a thief in the night, we're not ready for it. And so it scares us. And maybe it should. Look what Paul says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, starting in verse 7. He says this about Jesus. Paul, the apostle who was Saul and saw the risen Jesus and was a church persecutor and ended up giving his life to Christ and began to preach about the one whom he was persecuting his followers. And so this is Paul writing. He says, <coughs> excuse me. He says, Jesus, he will come with his mighty angels. Watch this in flaming fire, bringing judgment on those who don't know God and on those who refuse to obey the good news of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with eternal destruction, forever separated from the Lord and his glorious power. That's not great news. Paul's saying, some of us are scared and we have a reason to be scared. You know, the Bible says every one of us have sinned. We've fallen short of God's standard to have a relationship with him, to be right with him, to go to heaven when we die. We've sinned, we've fallen short. The Bible says we've broken God's law. Well, when you break man's law, you pay man's fine. When you break God's law, you pay God's fine. 
And God's fine for sin is eternity separated from him in a place called hell. Where Jesus and Paul both said there would be eternal punishment and destruction. There would be flaming fire. It's bad news if you're not right with God. You see, some of us are scared and we probably should be because that's bad news. But there's good news. You don't have to be scared. You don't have to be worried. You don't have to be fearful. Some of us are, but, but we don't have to be. Because you see, last, some of us are excited about that day. And you can be too. You could go from being fearful and scared or worried to being excited. You know, my wife says all the time, she's praying that Jesus will come back. She's praying that Jesus will come back like within years. And the reason why there's like a date to that time when my wife wants Jesus to come back is because I've got three kids and she and I, we don't want to see our middle, our girl become a middle school girl. And we don't want to see our boys become high school and college boys. Sorry guys. It's just when you're a parent, you'll, you'll know why that is. And so my wife is praying that Jesus returns before middle school. Okay. So we're, we're praying hard for that. Some of you, maybe you want to join us in that prayer. I I don't know if you still got some kids at home, but, but we're praying hard for Jesus to come back before middle school. And that would be really exciting to us to not go through middle school and high school and and pay for college. That would be wonderful. So please, Jesus, come. So she's excited about that. She would love for that to happen. Some of us are excited about Jesus' return. And you know what? If you're excited, you should be. You should be. Watch this. Revelation chapter 21, John The disciple has this revelation from God. He has this vision of God of of the end times and and what heaven's going to be like and what the return of Christ is going to be like. And, And he says in Revelation 21, he says, I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. Watch this. God himself one day will be with us. And watch what happens on that day. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these are gone forever. When Jesus comes back, Revelation teaches us that there will be a new heaven and new earth. And God will reign here on earth with his people. He will be with us. We will be his people. He will be with us. And there will be no more pain. Can you imagine that? No more tears. No more sadness. No more sin. No more death. No more depression. No more anxiety. No more abandonment. No more betrayal. None of those things. They will be gone forever. And that's great news. And that's why some of us that have a relationship with Jesus are excited about the return of Jesus because he will be with us. Our savior will be with us and there will be no more pain, tears, death, sadness. All those things are gone. No more disease, no more cancer. I mean, those things will be gone forever when Jesus returns. 
So it's, that's exciting. It's exciting to think about a day and a time where Jesus says, I'm gonna make everything new. And everything that brings you down and destroys you and hurts you and all the, those things are gonna be gone forever. Imagine that. Nothing to cry about. Imagine that. That's exciting. You know, when I come home from work each day, my boys come running, they wanna fight, they wanna have a pillow fight or whatever. When I would come home and my daughter, who's four now, when she was one and two, my wife would usually be holding her or she would be in a swing or something and I would come home and she would start kicking her legs because she wanted me to hold her. Now she's four and when I come home, she'll come running up to me, give me a huge hug. She tells me how much she misses me. She wants me to, she says, go high. And what she means is she wants me to pick her up and throw her way up in the air. And she does all these different kicks and stuff and it scares us to death, but she loves it. She thinks she's like a little Texas Tech cheerleader or something, I don't know, but, but she wants to go high. And so I throw her high up in the air as long as my, my, my shoulders can take it. I'm getting older. I'm sure that's, you guys can understand and some of you are laughing at me now, but, but, but she wants to go high because she's excited that her dad has come home. You know, if you have a relationship with Jesus, if you've given your life to Jesus, the Bible says you're one of God's kids. You're his kid. And he's this perfect heavenly father. And the Bible says that in the gospel and the good news about Jesus, it drives out all fear. Perfect love drives out all fear. And so those of us that have this love relationship with God through Jesus Christ, he's like our, our perfect heavenly father. And so the reason why some of us are excited is because it's like our dad's coming home and we get to be with him and he gets to be with us and we get to enjoy his presence when our dad comes home. But the reason why some of us are excited is because we have a right relationship with God. We're confident that we're right with God and it has nothing to do with us. You might say, well, how could you be confident that you're right with God? Well, it has nothing to do with me. I'm, I'm messed up. I'm completely jacked up. Just like every other person in this room, I have messed up big time in my life. My confidence that I'm right with God has nothing to do with me or what I've done. It has everything to do with Jesus and what he has done through his finished work on the cross. Jesus says it is finished when he died. It was the last thing he said. And what he meant when he said it is finished, that the fine for sin had been paid. It's done. If you commit your life to Jesus, the Bible says your sin is forgiven past, present, and future. Hebrews 10 says that Christ died once and for all. He took all of your sin, past, present, and future, and when he died, that fine was paid in full. And so there's no more punishment left for sin. You're set free from sin and death. You're set free from fear if you've committed your life to Jesus. You're right with God. And you can know for sure that when you die, you're going to heaven. In fact, 1 John John writes in 1 John, he says, these things have been written so that you can know for sure, 
so that you can be sure that you have eternal life. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to doubt. You don't have to fear. If you've given your life to Jesus, there's nothing to worry. There's nothing to fear. There's nothing to doubt. Your sin has been forgiven. It's been paid for. And you can now be excited about that day that you'll stand before God. Or if you live to see it happen, you could be excited to see that day when heaven cracks open and Jesus comes down to earth. You could be excited about it. So my challenge for you tonight is this, is to live like Jesus is coming back tomorrow. Live today like Jesus is coming back tomorrow. And if you're going to do that, if you're going to live like Jesus is coming back tomorrow, you have to first move from not caring about his return to being scared. And I think that sounds weird. Well, it's better to be scared than to not care. Because if you're scared, it means that you realize that you've sinned against God and there's a fine to pay. And that someone has to pay the fine. But the great news is that you can go from being scared to excited. And so if you're going to live like Jesus is coming back tomorrow, maybe you're scared, maybe you're worried, maybe, maybe you're doubtful about that day. You could go tonight. You could go from being scared to excited. And you do that by committing your life to Jesus. There's a card in your chair tonight. You can fill out that card and check that box that says, I'm committing my life to Christ. And then you can come talk with one of our team members at our Next Step Center. We've got a free gift for you, and we just want to pray with you and celebrate that decision together. But you could go from being scared to being excited tonight when you commit your life to Jesus. And then third, if you want to live like Jesus is coming back tomorrow, you need to not waste your life on things that don't matter. Nate Saint, a famous missionary who gave his life for an unreached people group, said this, people who do not know the Lord ask why in the world we waste our lives as missionaries. Why would you give up everything, sell everything, and move to another country, an unreached people group, to tell people about Jesus? You, you're wasting your life. He said they forget that they too are expending their lives. And when the bubble has burst, when the end comes, they will have nothing of eternal significance to show for the years they have wasted. The bubble's gonna burst for all of us. It could be tonight, it could be tomorrow, it could be next week, it could be years from now, we don't know. None of us know the day or the time. And so if you're gonna live like Jesus is coming back tomorrow, you need to make the most of tonight. You need to make the most of tomorrow. You need to live like Jesus is coming back and live your life for eternal things, eternal things that matter. And so let me ask you this question. Are you living a life right now? All of us, every one of you in the room, are you living a life that makes sense in light of eternity? Are you sharing Jesus with other people, the great news of the gospel with others? Are you giving in your time and your money and things like that to the mission of Jesus so that people in our country and around the world can hear the name of Jesus and know the great news of the gospel? Are you living your life? Are you expending your life on things 
that matter in light of eternity. So I just want you to leave here tonight with that question in your mind. If you're gonna live like Jesus is coming back tomorrow, am I living my life and living a life that makes sense in light of eternity? Would you stand? Our team's gonna come and lead us in worship. I used to drop my boys off at school. We had this drop-off line and many of you parents, you've, you, you know what I'm talking about. You've been there, you've done that. You, you've, you've waited in those drop-off lines and those pickup lines to, to pick up your kids from school. Some of you have done it hundreds and, and thousands upon thousands of times. I've been there too, I've done that. Well, the, the very first time, my very first exposure as a dad to the drop-off line, I, I get up to the front and I didn't realize that my, my son and his friend in the back were, were playing and goofing off. And, and, and now I was just now at that moment trying to get them ready to get out the door and, and people are honking and, and the lady that, you know, the lady outside's telling me I need to go. I, you know, you need to, you gotta get on, you know, you gotta move and, and I'm trying to get them out the door. And so I'm panicked. So I, I learned real quick, I'm not gonna do that again. I'm gonna be ready. And so, Next time, the next day, I've got my son and his friend in the back and they're goofing off, they're playing around. And so we start to get closer to the line and I start counting down 10, nine, eight. For some reason with boys, this just snaps them into action. And so they start getting their backpacks together and taking their seatbelts off and they're getting right at the door and, and we're getting closer, we're inching closer. I'm like seven, six, Five, and we're getting closer and closer and we, and we get up to the front and I say, three, two, one, go, go, go. And they jump out and they're gone and they go into the school. Don't ask me why, but it worked, okay? It worked. They got out of the car and I got to go on my way, proud that I had accomplished the drop-off line. Listen, Jesus says, I'm coming like a thief in the night, 10, nine, eight. He says, behold, the time is coming. It's coming soon. Revelation 22, Jesus says, I'm coming soon. Seven, six, five. Jesus knows the time. We don't know the day or the time, but Jesus knows the day and the time. And he says, I'm coming back. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Are you ready? Are you ready for the return of Jesus? What if it were tomorrow? Are you ready? The great news of the gospel is that the gospel drives out all fear. It drives out all fear. And so the gospel says, where death is your sting, where death is your victory, it's been swallowed up through Jesus Christ our Lord. We're given victory over sin, death, hell, fear. We're given victory over all those things. And so Jesus says, yes, I'm coming soon. And John says at the end of Revelation, amen. Come Lord Jesus. So make that your prayer tonight if you're excited. Amen. Come Lord Jesus. Let's worship him tonight.